Miracles have occurred throughout history, but are there supernatural answers for the emotional, financial, physical, and spiritual needs we face today? Miracles still happen, and in the next few moments, Sam Luke will share practical insights into knowing the God of miracles. Join Sam and the Victory Tabernacle Church family as we encounter a God who makes miracles still happen. Hello, I'm Pastor Sam and welcome to Miracles Still Happen. Thank you for joining me on the program today. I believe God has something awesome in store for you. How do you get everything you need? Do you know that's possible? Did you know the Bible talks about it? I'm going to share a message with you on how to get everything you need. Now, before you think I'm carnal, let me tell you, the Bible says, My God shall supply all your need, not all your greed, according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And the surprising fact is that Jesus Christ becomes the key. If you have a right relationship with Christ, everything you need, all the blessings and benefits of God, reside in Him. And you'd be surprised, I suppose, at how your desires change after Jesus comes into your heart. So I want you to check this message out. I know it would be a blessing to you. And I want you to call me now before we get into the sermon. I want you to call me. The number is 804-744-8881. And I have a gift for you, but you've got to call me. Call me right now. Again, the number is 804 744-8881. Now let's go together in that service. The power of God is at work, and I'm sharing with you how to get everything you need from God. I want to talk to you about how to get everything you need, and I want you to turn with me today to the book of Psalms. I'm reading from Psalm 34, the first nine verses, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. While you're turning, there was an 18-year-old who was unemployed, living at home. And he came to his father and he said, Dad, I need a car. His dad said, Son, I'll help you get a car, but you have to cut your hair. Your hair's too long. It looks unkempt. I don't like it. And the son said, Dad, this is how I roll. I'm doing my thing, and I like my hair long. He said, Well, son, I'm sorry I can't help you. Get a car till you get that mess cut off your head. A few minutes he came back with the family Bible. You know what kind I'm talking about. The big one. The one so heavy it give you a hernia to carry it around. He laid it down in front of his dad. He said, I want you to see something, Dad. He said, you know the artist rendering of Jesus? You know how they depicted Jesus and his disciples? I want you to take a look. Page after page. This is Jesus walking down the Jericho Road with his disciples. And I want you to notice that Jesus has long hair. The disciples have long hair. And his dad looked at him and he said, Son, there are two things you have in common with the Lord. Long hair and you're going to have to walk everywhere you go. Psalm 34, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of His glories and grace. 
I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. For I cried to him and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Others too were radiant at what he did for them. Theirs was no downcast look of rejection. This poor man cried to the Lord and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. For the angel of the Lord guards and rescues all who reverence him. Oh, put God to the test and see how kind he is. See for yourself the way his mercy showered down on all who trust in him. If you belong to the Lord, reverence him. For everyone who does this has everything he needs. Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply all your need. Now, not all your greed, but all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means if God has to take up the streets of gold and sell the walls of jasper and the gates of pearl and mortgage the mansions and put the angels on half ration, God will do whatever God has to do to make sure you are blessed. Can you say amen? Jesus said, your father knows what you need even before you ask him. He said, ask and you shall receive. But he knows what things, everybody say things, what things you need before you ask him. But he warned us, he said, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. But Matthew 6, 33, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Somebody say praise the Lord. In Romans 8, 32, it says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? That means that if God gave his son, there is nothing he will withhold from you. He loves you that much. He gave everything that meant anything to him when he gave his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son in the world, that we might live through Him. Here in His love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation or substitute for our sins. Now, what does the Bible say about you and your children? How many of you love your children? The Bible says in Matthew 7, 11, if you then be, being evil, which means human, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask Him? James put it this way in chapter 1, verse 17. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That means that God never changes. His nature never, never changes. And it is His nature, it is His nature to bless us. Look at somebody and say, God wants to bless you. He wants to meet all of your needs. Now, here is something I want you to pay very careful attention to for the next three minutes. Everything you need is in Christ. He said that he would supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Do you know that expression, in Christ, is used 250 times in the New Testament? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things are new. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ is God's fullness meant for our emptiness? That he is all in all? 
How many of you believe that Jesus really is the sum and substance of life itself? Well, if that's the case and you're in Christ, you're in a place where all the blessings and benefits of God reside. So you have everything you need spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, and materially in Christ. I can prove that. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. You know what Bethlehem means? House of bread. And they laid him in a feeding trough. Later on, Jesus stood up and said, I'm the bread of heaven, sent to feed your hungry soul. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He said, I'm the true manna. You know what the name itself means, manna? Everybody say manna. What does it mean? <laughs> right? Some of you Bible scholars know. It simply means, what is it? When it began to rain manna down on the children of Israel, they said, what is it? Moses said, let's just call it, what is it? And that's what it was. What is it? Now, the reason they couldn't define it, because it was something different for everybody. Let's say you have a vitamin deficiency. Well, you ate the manna and you were cured. Let's say there's just something wrong with your diet in general. But when you ate manna, whatever was wrong, God made it right. And here's the neat part about it. It tasted good. Now, most of the stuff I've had to eat in my life that my mama told me, you eat this or you'll be sick, did not taste good. In fact, I figured just as, you know, if it tasted bad, it must be good for you, right? If it tastes good, spit it out. It's fattening. I mean, that's the way people think now. But when you ate manna, it was good. And it was Somebody said, well, I, you know what I really like more than anything is I like a taco. I don't know. I'm getting hungry, folks. I mean, I know I can smell the tacos cooking. And they are ready for us as soon as served. But I like taco. You know, you know what? If there were Hispanic Jews, they would have said, this manna stuff, it tastes like a taco to me. And so it would taste like a taco. Somebody said, I don't like tacos. What I like is steak, just like a, a, a medium rare T-bone steak. Guess what manna tasted like to you? And so those of you who have a sweet tooth, you just love sweets. You know what it tastes it like? A double fudge banana split to you. It tasted the way you wanted it to taste because it had to appeal to you because the Bible said they gathered it according to their eating. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying, are you? Because in a minute, you're going to connect the dots here. Jesus said, I am the manna. This thing is not one size fits all. When you came here today, some of you came here with a broken heart. God says, I'm going to heal your brokenness. Some of you came here today and you were shouting happy. I mean, you didn't have a care in the world. But you said, I came here today to worship him. God said, I'm just going to pour heaven out on you. Some of you came here today sick in body. You need healing. The manna that you will receive will be healing to your body. Some of you are longing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God says, I want to pour my spirit out upon you. Somebody said, I'm lost and I need Jesus. Jesus says, I'm going to give you direction today and change your life forever for the better and you're going to be born again that is manna hallelujah and you listen to this i like this the best you can eat all you want and never get full i went to the 
country buffet the other day, and somebody gave me, because I like to walk, and somebody gave me one of those little things you put on your wrist and you can tell how far you walk. I walked seven miles at the country buffet. They put the mashed potatoes way down there on the end. I, and i got to tell you something. I went back and back and back, but eventually I had to look at my wife and say, I'm done, I'm done, I'm full, I'm done, I can't eat anymore. She said, I'm going to go get something else. I said, go ahead, but don't let me look at it. I'm done, I'm done. Listen, they gathered manna according to their eating. In other words, you could eat all you want. And I'm here to tell you, you can have all of Jesus you want today. Glory to God. The table is set and he's saying, come and dine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. Praise God. Now, I want to show you something else. If you really are serious about getting everything you need, then I want you to turn with me in your Bible to the 23rd Psalm. Turn over there with me. Psalm 23. I'm going to read it first in the Living Bible. But then we're going to maybe go back to the King James Version. But Living Bible, Psalm 23, says, are you ready? Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. This little girl in Sunday school one day, she was going to quote the the Lord's, or the 23rd Psalm, and she got up and said, the Lord is my shepherd and he's all I need. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. He lets me rest in the meadow grass and leads me beside the quiet streams. He restores my failing health. He helps me do what honors him the most. Even when walking through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid for you are close by beside me, guarding me, guiding me all the way. You provide delicious food for me in the presence of my enemies. Maybe tacos. You have welcomed me as your guest. Blessings overflow. Your goodness and unfailing kindness shall be with me all of my life. And afterwards, I will live with you forever in your home. Somebody say praise the Lord. Let's break it down. The Lord is my shepherd. He's all I want. The Lord is my shepherd. He's all I need. And he causes me to lie down in green pastures. You know what that is? That's rest. Everybody say rest. These are troubled times and troublous times. And these are times in which you find yourself in turmoil and in crisis. There seems to be no rest. People are restless. Have you ever noticed that? Hurry up. Get it done. Let's go. I remember not long ago, I was stopped because there had been an accident. It was a minor accident, but the traffic was stopped. The police were there trying to work through the whole mess, and traffic was jammed. And, and, and I'm sitting there, and you know I got a little bit of A-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-
And he just smiled. He said, I'm sorry, I didn't know. You know, restless. Hurry up. Got to get it done. Get out of my way. No time to rest. God says, if you don't have rest, I got some for you. I'll give you rest for your soul. Hallelujah. It's all in Christ. Do you want to be able to rest? Do you want to be able to relax? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for rest. Somebody say amen. Now here's the second thing. He causes me to lie down beside the stilled waters. I shall not want for refreshment. I was in Montana years ago, and they still got sheep herders. And uh, so I said, you know, this is fascinating. I want to know more about it. He took me out, and he had thousands of sheep. He said, I want to show you something. He said, when I lead them to water to drink, I have to be very careful because sheep are gregarious and they'll push and push and shove. And, and the, the sheep down in the very front, if, they're not, if you're not careful, they will drown them. They push them into the water. And especially if it's running water, their, their, their wool is like a sponge and they'll just go right to the bottom. So I have to be really careful about how I lead these sheep to drink. And when he said that, I said, let, let, me, let me ask you something. Does Psalm 23 mean anything to you? He said, yes, I, I, I get it. He said, I understand it. And, and the word really is not still water because still water is stagnant water. Who wants to drink stagnant water? He said, the Lord will lead me beside water that has been stilled. In other words, water that is not dangerous. Water where I can be refreshed without fear. What God says is just like the shepherd will dam up the running stream so that you can drink and be refreshed and not be afraid of any bad thing happening to you. That's what I'm going to do for you. There are times when you feel like you're dry. There are times when you're parched. There are times when you're crying out, Oh God, how long before the refreshing? But suddenly God sends a refreshing from the presence of the Lord and you can drink and be refreshed and not be afraid. Hallelujah. Some of you this morning, that's why you came here. Some of you that are watching me, some of you that are listening to me on the radio, you are about to be refreshed. The presence of the Lord is going to come where you are and God is going to refresh your dry and thirsty soul. Somebody say praise the Lord. Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. So if you want to know how to get everything you need, the shepherd says, I'll take care of it because I will give you rest and I will give you refreshment. But I will also restore your soul. Now, I'm not going to call for a show of hands because it could be embarrassing, I'm sure because I would have to raise my hand, and I ain't doing that. I told somebody, I said, you know, I've struggled all my life with a temptation. And they said, really? What is it? I said, you tell me yours, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> they said there were three preachers who were fishing. One of them was a Baptist, one of them was a Methodist, and one of them was a Pentecostal. And they were having good fellowship, and Baptist preacher said, you know, I, I realize that honest confession is good for the soul. And I got to tell you, I know I preach against drinking. But every now and then I get stressed out and I'll have a drink. Methodist preacher said, well, you know, I got to be honest with you. 
He said, I don't have a problem with drinking, but he said, I, I do smoke a joint every now and then. It calms me down. <laughs> Pentecostal preachers look in his eyes as big as saucers. And they looked at him like, your turn. He said, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. But he said, I have a terrible temptation to gossip and I can't wait to get to a telephone. But I want to know and answer this question in your own mind. Maybe you got saved 50 years ago. But since the time you gave your heart to the Lord, has there ever been, now don't raise your hand, but has there ever been a time in your life when you've had to say, God, I messed up. I blew it. I stumbled. I failed. I need restoration. I want you to take me back. I want you to restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I want to be renewed. I need a revival. I need restoration. Think about it. If you are there now in your experience, I have good news for you. God is the God of a second chance. Somebody said, I've done something so bad, I just know God's disappointed in me. Can I tell you something? He's disappointed for you. It's not about God being disappointed in you. He knows our weakness. He knows our frame. He knows our limitations. But He's so disappointed that we fail to live up to our full potential. He is so disappointed that we fail to live up to all the blessings and benefits that He's already provided. And He wants us by faith to just reach up and claim them in the heavenlies and bring them down. There are times that many of us forfeit the blessing simply because we become disobedient. And when we refuse to recognize that we failed and we need restoration we can never enjoy the blessings that God has promised to us if this morning you need restoration don't be afraid to come to the shepherd and say restore my soul renew me revive me hallelujah why don't you just draw a circle and step in the middle of it and say, God, send revival into this circle. Bless me. Help me. Oh, God, renew me and forgive me of everything I've done that breaks your heart. And you'll find God will wrap his arms around you and breathe his hot breath on you and kiss away your sins and give to you joy and peace that you never knew you could have. Somebody say praise God. Go ahead and give the Lord a big praise offering. It's time for us to pray together. Will you believe God? I want you just like, just like we were joining hands in prayer. I want you to do that. Let's believe God together. Pray like this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me from everything that breaks your heart and set me free. Dear Jesus, Come into my heart by faith and be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer in Jesus' name. Now, once Christ comes in, everything is new. If any person is in Christ, that person is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things are new. Praise God. Will you call me and tell me about what God has done in your life? Maybe you want somebody else to pray with you again. There's a friendly voice waiting for you on the other end of the line. Call 804-744-8881. That's 804-744-8881. Let me tell you something. This is why we're here. 
not here to proselytize. I'm not here to steal somebody's sheep. I'm not here to get you to leave where God's planted you. And if you're involved in a ministry somewhere, I'm not interested in trying to lure you away. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who will hear me every time on television and radio who really don't know the Lord, many of whom do not have any church connection at all. If you are in the Richmond, Virginia area, I want you to come to Victory Tabernacle. Now again, I'm not trying to say leave your church. I'm just saying if you do not have a church connection, you say, Pastor, I know I need God. I need Jesus in my life. I'm inviting you to come where the power of God's at work. That's right here at Victory Tabernacle, 11700 Genito Road, right here in Midlothian, Virginia. And again, for more information, you can call us at 804-744-8881. So while you're uh, thinking about that, let me tell you the most important thing in your life after you give your heart to Christ is the right church. It's not going to matter. You say, oh, I'm worried about going to hell. Not if you're saved, not if you're born again. But you should be concerned about your effectiveness because your effectiveness as a believer is determined by finding that place of service. And we'll help you do that. So please join us right here at Victory Tabernacle every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, two full hours of praise and worship and ministry uh, in the Word of God and then a time in His presence around the altar. Don't forget the last Sunday of every month. It's our Miracle Sunday. That means we have an additional service at 6 o'clock in the chapel and God is confirming His Word with mighty signs and wonders and miracles. So be sure to join us. Listen, those of you that have families, this is very important. On Wednesday night in our Family Enrichment Night service, it's a time of intensive training, great fellowship, and we come together at 7 o'clock. At 8.30, we're walking out the door. But listen to this. While we're here, this is what we do. Royal Rangers for the boys, Missionettes for our girls, a dynamic youth program for teens called Battle Cry. And then we have a ministry to college and career-age young people called the vine. We have Hispanic worship in the chapel. We have tots for Jesus. We have a, a nursery department that's second to none. And I'm teaching in the main sanctuary. So we pack an awful lot into that hour and a half and it's fun and exciting and relevant. And I want you to bring the whole family. So check it out. One more thing, go to our website. That's victorytab.org, victorytab.org. And check out our Victory Battle Cry 24-hour radio internet network. You can get it anywhere in the world and uh, check it out, please. And uh, then on Sunday morning, if you're not able to get with us here in worship in person, you can join us by clicking on Ustream at 11 a.m. That's Eastern Time every Sunday morning and join us for a full hour right here at Victory Tabernacle. Thank you for being a part of the program. May the Lord bless you. And until we're together again, like this around the Word of God, remember the Bible says faith comes by hearing the Word of God. And here at Victory Tabernacle, faith brings the victory and miracles still happen.